like Valanda said, my name is Patience Siner. I am really excited to be here tonight um, to continue on the theme of courage. I, a couple things that happen when I introduce myself to people is people ask me if I'm patient. It's like one of the first questions that people ask. And I know you guys are all thinking it. You are, you are. Um, and my answer to that is I tend to giggle with people as they cut me off and say, I bet you never heard that one before. I haven't, so you're the first one. No, I love it because my, my real answer is if you want to know if I'm patient or not, you're just going to have to get to know me. Exactly. A little bit more about me is that I'm 23 years old. I am married to my high school sweetheart, Mr. Xander Siner. He's incredible. I love that man. And I am the youngest of three siblings. I'm the baby, and I have two older brothers. My parents have been married 30 years, which is super awesome. It's been uh, a journey for sure. And I didn't grow up in a Christian household, so something unique about my story. When I met Jesus, I was 11 years old. And the moment I met him, I knew that there was no turning back. He was all that I've wanted ever since. The last time I did something like this, standing on stage, I was a junior in high school. And I was pursuing my call well, God had just told me, you're going to pursue full-time ministry, which I thought that was absolutely insane. I mean, like I mentioned, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I can't do that. But now I'm standing here as a junior at Reach Training Institute, and I'm pursuing my call to full-time ministry. Thank you. And it's been a journey, and God has met me in this process. And so tonight, I'm going to be talking about courage the courage to wait on the Lord. Before I dive into the message, I just want to pray Psalms 139 over us. Uh, this has been a passage that I have prayed over myself in this year of waiting. So if you want to just close your eyes um, or however you want to listen. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search my path and my laying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I can't attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts, knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you 
when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, you saw my unformed substance. In your books were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts, are, oh God, how vast are the sum of them. I just want to invite you guys to allow this prayer to be an invitation of your heart tonight. God is here, and he has something he wants to say to you. Psalms 139 continues, um, and it gives us the freedom to pray to God with whatever is on our minds. And what I love about that is that God searches the depths of our souls. He knows every thought, and what a powerful and almighty God that we serve. Amen. The courage to wait on the Lord tests our patience. When I applied to RTI, which I should probably explain what that is, because maybe not everyone in here knows what it is, but it's a, a ministry school where you graduate debt-free and field-ready. It's here, right here through Sam Alliance Church. So when I applied, I had a passion and desire to share the gospel with as many people as possible and to love people radically the way that Jesus did. In my call to ministry paper, I wrote, God has gifted me with an authentic love and compassion for his people. And I pray that God will continue to strategically use me as a vessel for his kingdom. Some may see this as a dream, but I discern it as my calling to become a church planner and a full-time evangelist. I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I applied to Reach Training Institute. I couldn't have dreamt of the ways that God would both challenge me and heal me through my time at RTI. And the truth is, I had no idea what the depth of that statement was when I wrote it. I want to give us a couple definitions. The first is of waiting. It is the action of staying where one is or delaying action until a particular time or until something else happens. The type of waiting we're going to be talking about is not passive waiting. It is uh, waiting that makes action. It's about waiting on the Lord. I have come to recognize my life with Jesus and my walk with Jesus to be one of long obedience in the same direction as Eugene Peterson puts it. And this long obedience leads me to a lot of seasons of waiting. The other definition that I want to hit on is having patience, which is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay or trouble without getting angry or upset. Patience is a virtue, as they say. And impatience tends to flow from our inability to control situations. Patience is the ability to persevere in unknown circumstances. As I talk about the courage to wait on the Lord, I'll be using the word waiting and patience interchangeably, but don't think that I'm referring to waiting in line at a grocery store. I'm referring to running a race to make it to the end. The purpose of a waiting season is to prepare our hearts for what is ahead, though we can't see where it's leading us. Year one of RTI, God shaped my vision and heart for the lost. I had so many amazing experiences I couldn't have imagined. And one of them was our first year, we got to take a trip to Jordan. And really what that trip was for is to show us what is it like to do ministry overseas. 
God began to stir my heart for the lost there, but not just the lost in Jordan, the lost here in Salem, Oregon. I felt prepared to run full force into the vi this vision when I got back. As a freshman in RTI, I was ready to change the world. It didn't quite happen like that. I began to question what my purpose and what my calling was. Am I called to the nations or am I called to the neighborhoods, as RTI puts it? Why can't I be called to both? The problem is I'm one person and I have a big vision to change the world. God gave us a command. We see it in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Maybe we can't be everywhere all at once, but we can empower people to share their faith and to use their God-given gifts, which we all have. Seasons of waiting create space for us to dream, which is what year two did for me at RTI. God transformed my, my heart and brought healing. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart, and I will get, put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. In sophomore year, God led me towards healing from bitterness and resentment that I had built up in my life, and this also led me to pursue forgiveness and to receive it. My heart and love for people began to amplify the more that I sought after this healing. And God put my dreams in my heart and for different ways to reach the lost in my community by church planning. I began to really think that I could do this thing. The details of what that were to look like have, were and have not been revealed to me, but I know that God has clearly spoke this word to me, just as I know that he has clearly spoke a purpose and passion and desire in your hearts as well. This season of waiting, like I mentioned, gave me space to dream big, and I never allowed myself to dream big before. Dreaming is exciting and it's fun, but the reality of everything always hits the surface. We know that this is something that's a God-given dream, something that I can't do on my own. And then discouragement began to take place. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Because you know the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Because the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test, that that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Year three of RTI has been the far most difficult for me. Like I mentioned, year two, I got to dream really big. I thought I could do anything. But the reality of what that looked like was not clear to me. So God kind of put me in the back seat, which was tough. 
I've been clouded by discouragement and weariness this year as I've waited on the Lord to show me where he's leading me. This year has taught me that sometimes taking a step backwards is actually taking a step forward because it gives time for God to bring clarity to our visions and our dreams. It gives us the opportunity to ask God for his eyes to see and his ears to hear. Brennan Manning puts it this way. I know that there was only one place to go. I sank down in the center of my soul, grew still, and listened to the rabbi's heartbeat. This year was about seeking after God's heart. I have been at this tempo of slow discipleship with Jesus, slow relationship with Jesus, but it's been filled with a lot of really sweet moments. Seasons of waiting lead us to search for identity and purpose, which can only be found in Jesus. Brennan Manning also says, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. So maybe this was a year of just knowing that I am a loved, beloved daughter of God. Any other identity is an illusion. For me, identity was put in what I do, what I accomplish, Enneagram 3, if you know what that is. But I didn't really accomplish much this year. I just got to sit. But the courage to wait on the Lord gives us space to hear his voice. And he speaks truth to our souls when we wait on him. It is in the arms of God that our weary souls find rest. I asked God to teach me to pray in this season. And this is what he taught me. The sound of my voice is an invitation to rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. To wait on the Lord is to be renewed, and this is the exciting part of the process. God put me in a long season of waiting, but I'm currently in this season of fresh vision, new exciting dreams and visions that God has given me. And this journey of following Jesus is so far from a hurry. It is slow. It is painful at times. But God's desire is not to simply accomplish these amazing tasks. His desire is to know his people and for us to be in relationship with one another. As we sit with the Lord, we begin to experience fresh vision for his mission. It takes the eyes off of us and puts it back to him. Recognizing that the service we do for the kingdom is done only by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we actually can't do it at all on our own. That's why it's a God-given vision. As we begin to embrace the courage to walk in obedience to God through long, quiet moments of silence, waiting seasons give us the opportunity to rest in God's arms and to embrace the unconditional love that he has for us. 
I want to conclude my time up here with a quick verse, and then we'll do some time in table talk. If you guys want to do one question per person, go around, and then Volanda will come up and end our time with worship. But it's Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Thank you.